Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. Lindsay, you, uh, did you get any kind of, uh, knowledge from my hint last week? I think I kind of knocked it out because it got very busy with uh, work projects. Okay, that's fair. So I'm doing a variant on Robin Hood this week. Okay. Now Robin Hood has been many things in the many adaptations of his stuff. He's been a normal dude. He's been a legacy character. He's been a superhero. He's been a fox. He's maybe been a robot, but I wasn't watching Doctor Who at that time, so I don't know. Um, but one thing he's never been is a super fast blue hedgehog. So, Sonic Robin Hood? Exactly. So, let me backtrack a little bit from now. (laughs) One minute in, we're already backtracking. So, back in 2006, they were making a brand new Sonic video game. We've talked about this on this podcast, but it was when Duncan was subbing in for you? Yeah. So, they are making Sonic 2006, but they were having issues with the Wii port, because this was, like, very early in the Wii's lifespan, and everything on the Wii had to have motion controls, which means you basically had to build the game up from scratch to incorporate the motion controls. Yeah. So, this was taking way too long, so like, okay, we need some kind of Sonic game that we can quickly put out, because it's going to take too long for the... 2006 Sonic game to come out in time. So they created a game called Sonic and the Secret Rings, which was Sonic crossed over with 1001 Arabian Nights. Okay. And it was a fine game, but it sold well enough that they're like, hey, we can make a sub-franchise out of this. So a few years later, also for the Wii, they released Sonic and the Black Knight, which is Sonic crossed over with Arthurian lore. Okay. And that game was really well received, but it did not sell very poorly. And so all of a sudden, the Sonic Storybook franchise spat out two quick installments and was done. Yeah. But everyone really likes it, especially looking back. Some people uh, even say that Sonic and the Black Knight, at least plot-wise, is the greatest Sonic game since. Okay. Like, there, some people call it the last good Sonic the Hedgehog game. Oh, wow. Um, and now, I do have to state that I have not played either of these games. Uh-oh. But I also heard that the gameplay isn't anything to write home about. Okay. The fact that Sonic wields a sword in Sonic and the Black Knight is interesting, but I have no idea how it was incorporated necessarily. And knowing what I know about the Sonic games, you don't even really need it to be incorporated that deeply. Like, you don't need super intense sword fighting gameplay. It's just, he does his attacks, but now he wields a sword instead of just pile-driving people. Okay. Like, Sonic's normal attacks are, it's called the spin dash. Basically, it's, he becomes a homing ball of quills. Yeah. Yes, you, you, you auto-target, and then you go whoop, and you, you bop him, and then explode, and rings. Yay. At least that's how it is in the 3D games. I think in the 2D games, it's literally just a Mario. You just jump on top of him. Okay. So, a lot of people really wish that Sega and Nintendo would bring back the Sonic Storybook series because there's so much potential. You can cross over with almost anything. Yeah. Uh, when I originally had an idea to do this, I was cr- going to cross Sonic over with Viking lore. And then I realized that I don't know a lot about Viking lore. I don't <laughs> know a lot about Robin Hood lore either, but it's pretty easy to just quickly Google his stuff and get a general sense of his vibes. Yeah. And I've, I've seen Disney's Robin Hood. I've seen Rocket Robin Hood. <laughs> 
Also, apparently they took a vote before the franchise was cancelled, and they were gonna do, like, a Greek-themed Sonic game. Okay. For the next installment. So that's another thing on the table. Yeah. But no, today, I'm doing Sonic Crossed Over with Robin Hood. I'm gonna call it Sonic and the Merry Men. Of course. And... So, so the thing with the thing with how the storybook games worked was that it wasn't like Sonic lands directly in like the show Merlin and interacts with a bunch of human beings. No, it's like he lands in Camelot and there's maybe like there's a few people, but they're like, oh, also here's Lancelot, and Sonic's like, you're Knuckles. I'm like, no, I'm Lancelot, even though <laughs> I look exactly like your friend Knuckles. Okay. Knock knock, it's Lancelot. Yes. So that means that. Earlier today, um, and with the help of our friend Cassidy at Mad Lobotanist on Twitter, mm -hmm. we figured out which Sonic characters would be which Robin Hood characters. Okay. So, obviously Sonic is Robin Hood. Yes. But I'm... The way I foresee this plot happening is that it's not like Sonic forms the Merry Men and he, like, is the first Robin Hood. When Sonic gets sucked into the world of Robin Hood, like, they're already in the middle of everything. Yeah. But Robin Hood has gone missing. Oh. So, Sonic lands in the world of medieval England, basically. Yeah. I guess a few centuries after where Arthurian lore is alleged to take place. Yes. In fact, um, not quite a thousand years, but it would feel like it. Um, so, historian Lindsay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... So the English monarchs at the time would have been the early Plantagenets. Um, uh, his usual like big villain, the big bad, is King John, who was the worst. Prince John. <laughs> yeah, at the time, Prince John. Um, in some versions, they already have him up to a king. And he was basically ruling England because his older brother Richard was off either fighting in the Crusades or trying to rule Aquitaine, which they were holding on barely because the French wanted Aquitaine. Yeah, like I remember the main like the main villain in the Disney one was Prince John. Yeah. And then they did have King Richard in there, and but he was like a good king, and they were both lions, because Richard the Lion hearted. Yeah, and they were all associated with lions. The whole lion symbol of England actually comes from this particular dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, Richard, like, really good battle commander. I'm gonna say that. Like, I'm gonna put him on a list of like best medieval military commanders at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, he got the ad admiration of major empire builder Celadin. Like, awesome. But, um, not much to show for as a king. Yeah. He was off fighting more too much. John, on the other hand, uh, was known as Lacklad because he was the baby of the bunch. He had four older brothers, and they all died before him without heirs. Or, I shouldn't say without heirs, because his older brother Joffrey actually had some heirs. He was the Duke of Brittany for a bit, because he married the Duchess of Brittany. And he had a son and a daughter with her. But, um, the Plantagenets kind of subscribed to mafia politics. Oh, great. Yeah, a lot of people died. Not well, either. So, um, I think his name was Arthur. Poor Arthur, Duke of Brittany, got got, and his sister was locked in a tower. Well, sucks for them. Yeah, so it all just leads to John ends up becoming king of England, even though he really should have been a priest, and nowhere near the throne, and he was, um, he subsequently lost the Angevin Empire. 
He lost all that. He lost half of France. So he sounds like exactly the incompetent bastard that every single Robin Hood portrays him as. Yeah, that is very accurate. Like, Nottingham and Guy of Gisborne, those are the actual dangerous villains. Prince John is up here like an absolute buffoon. Yeah, he ended up dying of dysentery when the French invaded the one time. Um, lost the crown jewels too. There's only like one piece in the entire set used by the British monarchy for the coronation that actually dates back to this period. Oh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of absolute buffoons, Prince John is obviously going to be Eggman. Yes. <laughs> And on a related note, for, for that matter, King Richard is going to be Dr. Robotnik, who in the yeah. Sonic lore is Eggman's grandfather. And okay. he's not totally innocent, but he's usually portrayed as well-meaning. Okay. Because um, back in the like Sonic 2, um, he's the guy who created Shadow the Hedgehog, trying to make the ultimate life form. And okay. mainly doing so because he wanted to cure his daughter Maria. And then the government funding his project was like, actually, we don't like what you're doing, so we're just going to storm your satellite base and kill everyone. And that's when Robotnik said, oh, okay, I guess I'm a villain now because the government tried to assassinate me. Yeah. So he's usually portrayed in the fandom as a decent person. So Robotnik gets to be King Richard. Eggman gets to be Prince John. Yeah. But Sonic. Sonic lands in the land of Robin Hood, and he's found by Little John and Much the Miller's son. Apparently okay. Much the Miller's son is a very, like, major Robin Hood character, but I never remember him. I don't think I heard about him until I looked up Robin Hood, but I'm pretty sure he was in the Disney version, too. Yeah. Because um, there, there were children. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Much the Miller's son uh, dates back to A Jest of Robin Hood, uh, where he helps capture Richard at the Lee. Robin lends that night money to pay off his debts. He is one of the merry men and insists on giving him a horse uh, and clothing appropriate for his station. Uh, a jest of Robin Hood dates back to 1492. So yeah. this is more of a high middle age edition. Yeah. Uh, various Robin Hood characters were introduced at different points in time. Yeah, so, and Robin some of them Hood... are only, like, appear in one part of the Robin Hood official canon, but then they yeah. just had good enough personalities that everyone made them permanent fixtures. Yeah, like, I think Robin Hood, or, uh, Maid Marian and Friar Tuck were imports from a different set of stories, um, making fun of, uh, the very corrupt Catholic Church. Still very corrupt Catholic Church. Well, also, so Maid Marian... In my research, I found that she was probably introduced to st uh, help dispel the homoerotic rumors of Robin Hood. Yeah. But she also may have been a Christianization of a pagan deity or figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Maid Marian and Fire Tuck were both introduced into the canon to get rid of rumors of, be of all the merry men being gay pagans, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too sure if that worked out for Will Scarlet. He's always been read as queer by me. Will Scarlet sounds like a drag king name. Yeah. For that matter, it also sounds like a drag queen name. Yeah. Anybody into drag? Uh, that's a free one for you. There's, I don't know if there's a House of Scarlet. I know there's a lot of Scarlets with their first name, because obviously. The, uh, yeah. the, the House of Merry Men. 
<laughs> an entire drag dynasty based off of the Robin Hood canon. Yeah, so Little John dates back to the 1420s from references by Andrew of Wintoon and Walter Bauer. I'm probably related to most of the guys who wrote this. I'm actually related to Joffrey Chaucer, as it turns out. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I think Will Scarlet and Elena Dale were much later. Yeah. Like, I think uh, Alan only appears in two ballads, but they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, Robin Hood needs a bard. Yeah. This is what the party was missing. <laughs> yeah, they're literally a D&D &D party. I mean, very much so. Alana Dale was the rooster, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Alan Doyle played him in that one uh, Robin Hood movie. I haven't seen any Robin Hood movies. Okay. I haven't seen the classic, I haven't seen The Men in Tights, and I have not seen the new one with Taron Killam. Ah. Yes, Alan Doyle played Alan Adale uh, on in Ridley Scott's production of Robin Hood from uh, 2010 with uh, Russell Crowe and Kate Blanchett. Oh, right. They're, that one was from 2010, too. Yeah. I declare that him one... an outlaw! <laughs> I actually didn't mind that version. I have seen, I have had minimum of exposure to Robin Hood for this yeah. Robin Hood-based video game. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, the big thing about Alan Adele or Alan Doyle is that he was the lead singer of a band called Great Big Sea, which is one of those Canadian institutions. Oh, wait, Alan yeah. Doyle played Alan Adele? Yeah. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then while he was on, so I was like, hey, hey, Russell Crowe, there's a show I really like called Republic of Doyle. You should go on it. <laughs> Yeah, apparently they were watching Republic of Doyle at, during production, and they're like, hey, we gotta get on this. I was just goofing. That's actually extremely cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to plot. <laughs> so Sonic Crash lands in the Robin Hood world, and he's found by Little John and Mush the Miller's son. And yeah. Mush the Miller's son is basically the tag-along kid for the Merry Men. Sometimes he's of also course. the cook, but sometimes they have a separate unnamed cook. Sometimes the cook is named Firepan. Appropriate. But anyways, he's found by Knuckles and Tails, and, uh, I mean, well, okay, yes. So Knuckles is Little John. Yeah. Because <laughs> Big Man. Yeah. Tails is much because small. Yes. Small and cute. And they're like, oh my gosh, Robin Hood, we finally found you. And Sonic's like, what? Knuckles? Tails? I'm Sonic. And they're like, no, we don't know who Knuckles and Tails are, and you're Robin Hood. And they're like, quick, you gotta come with us, because uh, Guy of Gisborne is gonna be here soon. And then Guy of Gisborne shows up, and it's Metal Sonic. Okay. Metal Sonic is, you, you can probably guess, but Metal Sonic is the robot copy of Sonic that Eggman built. Yeah. You're also probably wondering what a robot is doing in the context of medieval England. We'll get there. <laughs> so they run away from Guy of Gisborne, and eventually they get back to the wood hideout, and they're like, okay, so you're terrible with a bow and arrow, so clearly you're not Robin Hood, but you look a lot like Robin Hood, also you're extremely fast and you're good at just fighting in general, so could you like fill in for Robin Hood while we try and figure out what happened to our leader? And Sonic's like, <laughs> sure! <laughs> okay. Um, and then we basically do a Sonic game, 
where there's a whole bunch of stages where Sonic, he has to race around and, like, take out Prince John's, uh, like, warriors and knights and stuff. And they wouldn't be robots, but their armor would make them look like the Eggman robots. Yeah. And we would add gameplay stuff where he can, like, do stuff with bow and arrow and has trick arrows. But it would be very much be... Like, again, it doesn't have to be a robust bow and arrow firing system. I'm not making Horizon Zero Sonic. <laughs> yeah. But just, like, do it in the style of power-ups, where Sonic can shoot arrows to, like, open up new passages, or he can get fire arrows, or he can get net arrows, stuff like that. Like, just little power-ups in the form of trick arrows. Okay. And as he goes through, he starts meeting the other Merry Men people. And this is where it kind of expands beyond a normal Sonic game because my other idea for this is that it's also like the main levels are Sonic levels where you go fast and do the things, but there's also a bit of an open world RPG situation where you basically have free reign of Sherwood Forest and the surrounding areas. And as you progress in the game and you can visit new areas, you can also find more people to recruit into the Merry Men. Okay. So you're you're gonna start with the like the usual suspects. You're gonna have Knuckles as Little John and Tails as much the Miller's son, and then soon yeah. after you're gonna get Shadow the Hedgehog as Will Scarlet. Okay. Cause I couldn't think of a way to fit Shadow into any of like the villain section, and Shadow is more of an anti-villain anyways. Yeah. So I put him in as Will Scarlet because he has the red highlights and he's a hothead. Yeah. And then, naturally, Friar Tuck is Big the Cat. <laughs> because he's he's big, and he's a cat. Yeah. And really, I can't think of any... Like, you think of Friar Tuck, and if, like, I'm going off of... I'm You can't match the species from the Disney version, but I'm going off the vibes of it, and Big the Tuck has similar vibes, and he shows up. Imagine this big, fat, purple cat, and he just walks up to the mirror and like, Hi, I'm Friar Tuck. <laughs> this is Froggy. He's my pet frog. Um, sometimes Fire Tuck is the cook too in some variations, but not here. Here, the cook is a separate character. Yeah. And yes, I did. I went through the list of Wikipedia Merry Men and even the really minor ones. I just assigned to Sonic characters to get as many Sonic characters into this as possible. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go this far with Sonic and the Black Knight. Because Sonic assigns, like, various Sonic characters to a whole bunch of knights. So, like, Lancelot is Knuckles, and I think Bertilak is Tails. Galahad is Shadow. I think Percival. Yeah, Percival is Blaze. Percival got gender flipped. Oh, cool. And there is gender flipping in this. Um, nice. Not for Maid Marian. Sonic is... Tragically, Sonic is not gay in this game. Maybe in the future. Uh, okay. If we do Sonic in the Portrait of Dorian Gray... <laughs> fanfic writers get on that <laughs> Cassidy <laughs> you have your instructions <laughs> um, no uh, Amy is obviously going to be Maid Marian but of yeah. course she's a more modern depiction of Maid Marian the kind where like Maid Marian is a noble lady who kicks ass well Maid Marian's uh, depiction has kind of gone back and forth between like being more of an action girl and being more passive it really depends on the time and place. Though I think in some of the earlier ones, she was just there to... She was actually associated with Friar Tuck for a while. It was weird, but it was also like a... Kind of an in-joke thing about Friars. Oh, they fuck? Yeah, they fuck. 
<laughs> Therefore, through the transitive property, Big the Cat also fucks. <laughs> um, Alan Adale is Vector the Crocodile. Okay. Um, this was the tweet I did the other day asking about which Sonic characters are associated with music. Yeah. <laughs> um, and first Janine said, not the Chaotix. And then Ryan said, use Sonic Underground. And then Cassidy started messaging me. And we, we did kind of settle on Vector because he's got headphones, at least. So you can okay. kind of attach him to music. And yeah. I, wa I was on the fence because... So in, the, in Sonic, the Chaotix are a detective crew made up of Vector the Crocodile, Espio the Chameleon, and Charmy the Bee. And I didn't necessarily okay. want to elevate Vector to a level higher above the other two. And Cassidy pointed that he kind of already is because he keeps appearing in, like, the racing games and the Olympic games. And the others are not playable, so... Okay. So, yeah, Vector. Great, big, big gator, big hands, and he's got mm. a loot. Nice. And he's singing Oodalati. <laughs> um, and then as for the baddies... So I already said that Metal Sonic is Guy of Gisborne and Eggman is Prince John. And the Sheriff of Nottingham is Infinity, who's a fairly new character, actually. And he's one of the main villains of Sonic Forces. And that's the game where you get to make your Sonic OC inside it. Okay. Um, and he's a jackal. So I just kind of liked that. Yeah. I feel it works. Plus, a lot of other Sonic villains are more one-shotty. And I feel like Infinite... Like, just reading through the TV shows page, Infinite kind of has enough ties to the other Sonic characters that I wouldn't be shocked if he starts showing up more often in other games. Mm -hmm. um, and then, let's go through the minor characters. There is a merry man named Arthur Abland. <laughs> we will be changing his name because I gave him to one of my favorite Sonic characters, Rouge the Bat. Arthur Abland is accused of poaching, and Robin Hood is like, why don't you kick my ass and then join my team of not-homosexuals? And he's like, I love this! <laughs> so basically just change it to yes Rouge is a poacher and a thief and she has been stealing from them and Sonic yeah. helps her like get away with her goods so she can redistribute the wealth okay. and then he's like hey want to join my uh, band of merry blend Arthur a Rouge and Arthur a Rouge is like yes I'll do this and be th the sexy titty bat um, then there's the Jolly Pinder also known as Georgia Green so a pinder is a person who basically pins, like, puts stray animals in pins until they can be dealt with. Yeah, it's one of those weird medieval jobs that went away very quickly. Yes. So I kind of changed that to, oh, and also the jolly pinder is also known for vehemently protecting the village that he is working for. So okay. when he, like, when he hears a band of outlaws is coming through, he's like, I'm going to kick all of their respective asses. And then it's Robin Hood and the Merry Men, and Robin Hood's like, what if we wrestle, and then if you win, you get to join me? Here's a weird thing going through a lot of Robin Hood ballads. It's not Robin Hood defeats enemies, and then they join him. It's Robin Hood gets his ass kicked, and he's like, that was great. Would you like to join my squad? And everyone's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Very Thor-like. <laughs> it's like a reverse defeat means friendship. Yeah. But yeah, so the Jolly Pinder, uh, kind of refining this into someone who protects both the village and the animals around the village. Yeah. The Jolly Pinder is Omega, who is a war android. <laughs> but he is known, like, for basically AI is a crapshoot going the other way, and he was supposed to be a war machine, and he's like, actually, I like having friends. Shadow, you are now my bestie. <laughs> Rouge gave me weed. <laughs> Holy shit.
What planet I was about am to say I you on? can stop Where now, am I? Like... My wig is gone. Oh, was that from that one thing that we saw? The uh... Yeah, yeah, that was from the real-time dubs. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, that was an experience. That was a good experience. <laughs> you're... Your, my context for some of these characters also might be drawn directly from that. So the reason I have all these characters is because, first off, I just love the design of basically every Sonic character. Yeah, they're really cute. And also because my idea was that these would be support characters. Like, you assign one of these characters to come with you on a mission, and like you can do certain stuff depending on who you bring with you. So like if you have Knuckles, you can just like whistle and he'll come and he'll start punching enemies. Uh, Tails will help you like fly out of holes if you fall in one and then all sorts of various stuff like if cream is the cook She can heal you by throwing the, I don't know a roast ham at you or something Yeah, vector will just play sweet tunes. He doesn't actually do anything. He just changes the music up and it's lit <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So yeah, a whole a whole bevy of support characters plus also um, another thing I like is if a video game has a hub world I love watching it evolve as you progress through the game and I love the idea of having just, like, the little Sherwood Forest base where, like, all you start with is Little John, Much, and Friar Tuck. And as it goes on, you see more characters there and wandering around interacting with each other as, like, this little base goes from, a, like, a camp in the trees to, like, this all of a sudden little woodland fortress, basically. Okay. I just, I really like that in video games. I like video games where you can see things develop as you progress. There's, there's a tangible effect on the game world the further in you get. Okay, cool. So, we've gone through all of that. That's kind of like takes up the big middle chunk of the game. Yeah. The plot itself is basically the search to find the real Robin Hood. Who, and all you know is that he looks just like Sonic, but he's native yeah. to this world, this storybook dimension. And something happened to him and he disappeared. And all the while, you have to dodge the forces of Sheriff Nottingham and Guy Gisborne and Prince John. Yeah. Eventually, you're able to make your way to, like, one of Prince John's castles. Because this is a video game, so he's going to have, like, three separate castles. He took a page out of Dr. Wily from Mega Man. I have seven castles, Mega Man, and each one is its own bespoke robot. <laughs> um, you get in there, you go down to the dungeon, because, like, okay, well, if Prince John kidnapped... Uh, the real Robin Hood, then he probably just has him in a dungeon. So you, uh, you make your way down into the dungeon, and you find, like, one occupied cell, and you go in it, and it's like, you, are you Robin Hood? And then a character walks up, and they're like, no, I'm Guy of Gisborne. But it's not the Guy of Gisborne that we've met. It's not Metal Sonic. It's an old, obscure Sonic character named Knack the Weasel. Huh. But his whole shtick was that he was a bounty hunter. But... Why is Knack here saying he's Guy of Gisborne if we've been chasing the Metal Sonic Guy of Gisborne this whole time? And so you push further and you find out that Metal Sonic is also trapped in this world like Sonic, except he's not trapped. This is all basically a virtual reality thing that he used to capture Sonic. Huh. Maybe. Maybe it's, or maybe it's not virtual reality. Maybe it is just an alternate dimension and Metal Sonic got there first and kidnapped Robin Hood. Actually, I like that better. <laughs> Ignore virtual reality. Okay. But Metal Sonic got here before the real Sonic, and basically, he kidnapped the real Robin Hood, and he kidnapped the real Guy of Gisborne, and just inserted himself into the role of Guy of Gisborne. 
and okay. started plotting so that he could take out Sonic once and for all. Ooh. And then things just start going off the rails because now it's now it's not just oh this is a guy who looks like a robot version of me but he's guy of gisborne so we guess he's a part of this world no this is an actual real robot and he has brought other actual real robots with him and all of a sudden that goes from sonic running around in sherwood forest to sonic having to defend england from a robot invasion for the last <laughs> act neat as metal sonic summons the entirety of his forces and takes a page out of Sonic Heroes and becomes like a giant robot hedgehog dragon. Huh. What up? I'm Metal Madness. I look like I was designed by Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah. Almost got a bit of a Maleficent feel there, too. What was turned into Big Dragon. I mean, if you. I'm pretty sure if you Google Metal Madness, then that picture of Metal Sonic's form will show up. Oh, no. Apparently, there's a racing game. Okay, but if you go to images. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We get Metal Madness 2.0. Cool. And Sonic's like, well, I have a, a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, there's not even MacGuffins in this. There's no Chaos Emeralds. There's no Secret Rings that Sonic got to power up in Sonic and the Secret Rings. All you have is your huh. bow and arrow and your Merry Men. So, like, I, I don't even want Sonic to go supersonic for this. He just has okay. to rely on his own skills. Neat. And so it would be a very harrowing final boss battle. You, But also, instead of picking like two, one or two merry men to be your support characters, you have everyone available at certain points in the mission. Yeah. Like the final, like you run up to them like, okay, well, we'll help you from this point on. And then once you get here, then we'll swap up with the other people. And just ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Because this is truly a game about teamwork and friendship. Nice. And, oh, and you would probably find the real Sonic Robin Hood, uh, like, shortly before the final boss battle. Yeah. And he'd be just like Sonic, except he has a British accent. Of course. Please, please stop and imagine all the Sonic characters with British accents. Oh. Maybe the English dub should be done in uh, the UK. So we've got the entire cast of Doctor Who voicing Sonic and the Merry Men. Yes. <laughs> Except for Metal Sonic, who I guess is voiced by... No, oh, no. What if, what if Metal Sonic just sounds like a Dalek? <laughs> Exterminate! Exterminate! Or, like, my idea, because I've been watching um, What If the Emperor Had a Text-to-Speech Device, is get, like, one of those text-to-speech devices. <laughs> Microsoft Sam. Yeah, Microsoft Sam. <laughs> I don't think I can do a good Microsoft <laughs> Sam impression. Um, this was a pr fairly simple premise, actually. It's just, take Sonic, give him a green cap with a feather and a bow and arrow, boom, you're Robin Hood now. Yeah. Ding! You don't really have to change much of the mechanics because Sonic mechanics are actually fairly easy. Yeah. It, he go fast. <laughs> him go fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta go faster, 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 faster. Oh, Ryan loves playing the one Sonic theme when we're over on the bypass. Oh. Because it just makes you want to go fast. Is it So is it the Sonic X theme or is it Escape from the City? I think it's Sonic X. Okay. Or it goes Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. Oh, that's probably the theme from Sonic Boom. Okay, yeah. Oh, shoot, I don't have a role for Sticks the Badger. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Maybe it's she's just Sticks the Badger. She's not even <laughs> the the Sticks the Badger DLC where she's not a Robin Hood character either. She just wandered in. <laughs> or how about she's playing uh, King John's mother, the formidable Eleanor of Aquitaine? I feel like that's too far removed from Styx's character, because Styx's character is a conspiracy theorist badger who lives in the woods. Okay, yeah. So I feel like she should just be in the woods and doesn't even realize that she fell into, like, a fantasy dimension. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if we do want... Oh god, did Eggman have a mother? I don't know if I want to... Eggman... Ugh. Eggman's mother... Mama Robotnik. <laughs> oh no, this is just uh, this is just from Sonic Saturday Morning, where it's literally just basically Eggman and Drag. It's one of those unfortunate jokes. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad, because Eleanor of Aquitaine was fucking cool. And also, she lived to be, like, almost 90. We could, well, there is. So Cream the Rabbit does have a mother named Vanilla in the Sonic canon. Okay. So we might have to change it so that she's not John's mother, but she should. Yeah. She could just be there. Yeah. But yeah, that's me being like, history. Yes. <laughs> because, like, this entire period was one of the inspirations for um, A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, yeah. The whole Dance of Dragons was based off of a previous conflict involving the Plantagenets called the Anarchy that involved uh, John's dad, Henry II, his mother, Empress Matilda, because she was at one time the Holy Roman Empress, and her cousin, Stephen, the only Stephen to ever rule England. Hmm. So you're saying there was anarchy in the UK? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, there was also a Robin Hoodish kind of character in Game of Thrones. Yep. Can't remember his name or anything about him, but he was there. I only watched like two seasons anyway. I, I think, yeah, those were the two good seasons too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Only watch till season five and then read the books. That That's how I, far I got. Even, I would say even only watch till season four. Yeah. I like the rumor that like the end of the show was uh, George George's original ending. And then when he saw how bad it was received, he had time to adjust his notes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love how as soon as Game of Thrones ended, everyone stopped talking about it, except for occasionally dunking on it. And not even, like, commonly dunk on it. I think these days people dunk on stuff like The Room more often still than Game of Thrones. Yeah. It completely removed itself from popular culture. Which, you know what, I'm fine. Makes room for other fantasy series to, you know, actually be good. Exactly. Toss a coin to your hedgehog. <laughs> Now that song gets stuck in my head every time someone says toss a coin to whatever. Toss a coin to your hedgehog, Green Hill Zone 1, Green Hill Zone 1. Um, and on that note, I think we go to a friendship promo. Yeah. You're in the place where mysteries and the missing meet. Where conspiracies lurk around every corner. Welcome to the deep Dark Truth. Mo here from the Deep Dark Truth podcast, where we're searching for the truth behind your favorite conspiracies, mysteries, and bizarre true crime cases. Check us out on Apple, Google, or the platform of your choice. Join us in discovering the Deep Dark Truth. And when the blue hedgehog graced a ride along, 
With Knuckles Echidna, along came this song from when the jackal fought a sil- no, hang on. From when the hedgehog fought a silver-furred jackal, his army of robots, and his hooves did they- I don't actually know how some of this goes. Uh, Jaskier, you really forced a lot of rhymes here. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Well, I think he was improvising on the spot. That's true. Anyways, Lindsay. Tanner. Toss a coin to your promos on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> that's that's your key to tell yeah. where people can find you on the internet. Oh. <laughs> well, I can be found on Twitter at LindsayM476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. There. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart, and you can find me on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. And you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they're pronounced <laughs> one! You can also find this uh, podcast on Instagram at Not If I Reboot You First. It's all one word. The hashtag is N-I-I-R-Y-F, and that is pronounced gotta go fast! You can also email us at notifyrebootyoufirst at gmail.com or you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite Robin Hood slash pairing. You could even ask us to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we love being surprised. And if you'd like to support us directly, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash notifyrebootyoufirst where you can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, including a weekly shoutout for all of our patrons, including Charlie and Cassidy. Thanks, Charlie and Cassidy! You can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I'll try and get us in there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex Lika A. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clay, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own. I went fast. Lindsay? <laughs> Tanner? Oh, wait, we actually have to check, because it's people's choice next time. So what have the people decided? They have chosen Pepper Ann. Ooh, Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann, she's a... <laughs> da, 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 da. Pepper no Ran, Pepper Ran, she's her own biggest fan. Pepper Ran, she's like one in a million! <laughs> We're going back to the late 90s, right? And so we will be exploring that next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye.